The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. Uh, this was uh, this was an item that obviously you guys have discussed uh, previously, um, and Miss Montenegro um, is here to have a conversation with you. Hi, how Hello. is everybody tonight? How are you? Good. I thought it would be easier to just have a face-to-face -face meeting on this, just to go over this and um, understand what between both sides uh, where we're at and all of that so um just here to discuss with you and um i did mm -hmm. uh, watch the um oops, I, I did watch um the previous meeting with the discussion um and i just wanted to clarify um on the car um, I'm not asking for a car. I just asked, is there a car that the city has? Um, and being able to claim mileage, I'm I'm fine with that. So it's not that I need a car. I just thought it, usually if there's not a car allowance that's included, then there's a vehicle that you can use. Um, but that's not the case here. And that's okay. I'll just claim mileage on that. So um, that's um, that. And then um, during my last... Um, appointment. I know you guys stated that uh, you're concerned about severance and the length of severance um, to begin with, that you've had issues in the past. I as well have had issues in the past, so we're on both sides of this. And I would like to counter back and ask you um, if you would consider doing uh, for the first three months, do a three-month severance. And then after that, in the first 90 days, you should be able to get to know me better and have a feel for how things will work out with me um, and then bump it up to the six months. Um, I understand you don't want to be left holding the bag and all that kind of stuff. I don't either. Um, so it's a lot for me. Um, I am choosing to come down here and, and rent a place during the week um, so that I can be here fully immersed in the community um, as closely as possible. So I do have that additional expense every month um, coming on to me. So, um, and then the other thing that I wanted to ask about was um, the vestment of uh, retirement. And I know that um, I'm comfortable with the amounts that you guys have. I know I had asked for 10%, but between the 5% and the one and the 4%, and you guys are right in the ballpark. So I'm good there, but I still would like to be vested. And I know that that's an additional cost for you guys, but I wanted to know, is that a cost that's annual or is it a cost that's just a one-time cost to set it up? Um, what's the cost associated with that? And, and would you consider that? Um, because if something happened, like in my last place, I was there 97 days, I would lose whatever I contributed to the city at that point in time um, because I hadn't been vested in. No, you get, um, ours is that you get your money back. I get in, my money back. If in MERS, you're, you would get your 5% back. You just wouldn't get the city portion. Right, I wouldn't, but I wouldn't have gotten the city's match. That's that's right. what I'm trying you to say. You wouldn't get the city match. Um, so my part would still be in there, right. but... I want to make sure that the cities, whatever you contribute is in there too. So 
is there a cost that's associated to check what is that i'm sorry <laughs> it's okay <laughs> um it's okay but i'll check on that yeah um and i know you were concerned about health insurance um I, we're just coming up on, uh, we just celebrated 19 years. Uh, we've been together 21 years. I went through a divorce once. I, I will die before I go through another one because <laughs> they're awful to go through. Um, and I, I don't foresee anything happening. Of course, I'm not God. I can't say one way or the other definitively, but I don't, I don't know how else to say this other than to just, I'm, I'm usually very transparent, and very honest. So it's just who I am. Um, I think there's value in the service that I provide. And it concerns me that if something did happen that you would want to renegotiate my contract at that point in time, um, I would hope that the value that you get from me, you would want to keep me at that same salary and we would work to work around that otherwise. But um I'm excited to start working and I wish I could start tomorrow, um, but I know we still have to do the contract language itself. Um, it's just, as you have been burned, so to say, I have too. So we're both trying to protect each other and I'll stop talking now and then let you all comment on that and see where we're at. Now the floor is open with all of the discussion that we had before. I had one question, but I think I asked you if if you're waiving health insurance. Yeah, we, we still the provide HSA, a the HSA part out of there. That one, there, there oh, you was did. A, okay, yeah, there was a contribution for the HSA, which would have <clears throat> had you taken the health insurance, that would have been part of that benefit. So that that part was taken out. No, the HSA is the health savings for retirement. That's a health savings account for retirement. The HSA all new employees get that for um, retirement because they don't get medical for retirement anymore. Okay. Well, then I stand corrected. The HSA yeah. goes back in 3%. <laughs> and is that a match too? No. Employee match, that's just a city? Yeah. Can somebody contribute or no? No. Hmm. So, so are you saying we wouldn't accept the contract if we didn't want, if we want to re renegotiate, if God decides that you get a, a divorce? <laughs> I, I think it'd be more likely if my husband died unexpectedly, you know, and, or lost his job. Um, and uh, he works for the state of Michigan, um, is in a real critical role there. Not that that doesn't happen, but they really like him. So right. I, I don't foresee that happening. It would be, you know, something catastrophic um, that would have to happen to him that would preclude my uh, ability to have insurance through him um, or prevent. Um, I just, it's something that let's jump off that bridge together if we get there rather than you know, putting that up as a wall that I won't do that. I just would hope that you would see the value that I would bring here um, and my skill set would bring to the community. If it's something you choose to do in the future, then we walk that road and, and determine at that time, do I stay, do I go, if it's something you want to lower my, my salary by. But um, 
Um, it's a decision that, that you'd have to be comfortable with as well. So. Yeah, I think I was the one who originally brought that up. The only reason why I brought that up was because we made a big leap in terms of the salary right. that we were originally anticipating. Um, and so I, I just asked that a question just to, just to uh, figure out what would happen. That's been okay. Looking at all, all the different angles. So. Right. And hopefully some of the things that I can bring in skill set wise are funding, um, looking for grants and different things to help us. Uh, as as we move forward to do projects and um, you know, I'm, I'm very much very aware of that um, but I also believe in my value that I bring to you as well so, so I mean um, Scott question for you so is this a time for us since she's here are we allowed to kind of go back and forth uh, with yeah, the, that's that's the purpose of doing. Okay, so I just wanted not, to make sure because everybody's we're not having quiet, a call over so a special meeting every time we yeah, <laughs> decide no. to convey something different to her. So I think yeah. if there's a a general understanding that can be reached as to what the compensation package is, then we can you know we can add this agreement to the the agenda this evening and authorize the the interim administrators to extend the contract offer to her. Okay, so we can just authorize the amendments. Correct. Yeah. If you could, uh, so the issues that, that council needs to discuss and make a decision on is whether or not um, they're in agreement with the the desired uh, severance package, and then uh, the uh, the vesting of the MERS account. So I thought we settled the MERS. Or see, I I thought you were okay with the MERS, right? No, the vesting was still there. Oh yeah, you want to you want to be vested? Okay. Yeah. Okay, so can we um, break this down? So we need to talk about vesting. We need to go back and forth with vesting. And then we also need to go back and forth with um, marriage. <laughs> I'm joking. I don't, I don't think we can inject ourselves in her marriage. <laughs> I'm in a good mood today. Okay. And then what's the last one we need to talk about? Vesting, severance. And well, that's, that's okay. All right. So, uh, so I it sounds to me with the severance, uh, would everyone be okay with if unforeseen circumstances happen coming to the table to discuss her contract at that moment, or does it need to be in the contract? That one seems to be like, well, I'm, talking, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm talking about, um, no, I'm the talking about, uh, yeah, the health insurance. I apologize. Yeah, we missed one. I asked you guys. So you're asking for three months at three months and six months at six months. Um, no, originally I had asked for three months up through the first three months and then six months beyond that. But I'm even willing to do four months at four months, five months at five months, and then at six months at six months going forward. However, that helps you, you know, it, it helps us as well. Um, but as I said, I'm still paying out, well, I'm not still, I've already paid out, but I had to buy out my lease that I had 
So those are expenses I take on in the community that I that I come to to serve, you know, and, and that would be the same thing that would happen to me here. Right. And unless you, one of y'all are gonna take me in, but I don't want that to happen either. So right. I need mean, okay. <laughs> And if you're not you're not asking for a year's worth of three months or whatever. I mean we have people who have paid into it and it will go accordingly to right. And then I believe yeah. yearly you guys um at six months you'll do my first evaluation and then at my full year and then yearly after that, if I understand. And the contract at one year could be renegotiated at that point in time, you know, if, if it's something um, at that point that we want to do. But um, those are the things that I would be asking for. Yeah, I think I'm fine with the three month, four month, five month, six month scale like that. Does everybody agree? Okay. All right. Now, one thing checked off the list. <laughs> but I think the vestment's going to be a little harder because we have no idea what that's going to yeah, cost. Yeah. Um, Were you looking into into that? It was something that you said you had to look into to see what it was going to cost well, I have for to us see to. It, um, we have to open, and um, the one person I called hadn't called me back yet. But um, I, if we had to open a new group, which right. we probably are going to have to open a new group for the, her because everybody else's is the um, tier. Right. So hers would have to be a new group. So we probably are going to have to, it just depends on if, um, if we're vested enough to open that group. That's going to be the other thing. Yeah, is that something we could add as a, as, a, as a contract amendment? I mean, once we find that out, because I mean, you know, if it's $5,000 to do that, that's one thing. If it's, you know, $500 to do that, that's that's, that's another. I think my suggestion would be is if you were comfortable with um, creating a separate group, maybe put a not to exceed clause in there. Um, so if, if it's less than whatever X number of dollars, Okay, if it's over that, well, then we probably should have another discussion about how that's going to. Do you have any idea on how much that might be? I do not. We have not opened a new group since we opened the last group. Do we know what, was, what the fees we pay on the existing group are? How much it costs for that group? That's just what we're paying um, unless the investment they take from the investment. So the interest in that. So we don't see what they're actually until we get the end of your final report. So we don't even have a ballpark. But mostly it's the defined benefits that's more costly than the defined contribution. I hate to yeah. be a ballpark. I mean, I don't even know what the pro is. Exactly. So you yeah. don't have no no I mean, idea. And we haven't, I mean, this has been since 2017, mm -hmm. 18, that we opened this group up. The dollars I got on. I, I have no I idea. No, I mean, I'm just I'm throwing darts. I mean, I'll be on the phone with them first thing in the morning, but I do not know a cost. I think that that's something that we would have to have somewhat of an idea to even give the negotiation. <laughs> it's their attorney. Well, I, again, I think it's a it's what what is council comfortable? I mean, what's what's the breaking point for you? Is it I mean, if it costs another thousand dollars, is is that going to put tip scale and and force you to look elsewhere um, or renegotiate? Is it five hundred? Is it five thousand? What is the? 
And is it a one time or an annual cost? Right. I get it written down. Uh, and I'm uncomfortable in, in uh, throwing out a dollar figure because, again, I don't know if that's monthly or is that annually. Because I can't say what's the breaking point. If it's a thousand dollars a year, that's not as much. But if it's a thousand dollars a month, you know, that's a, that's something different. But we could do it as a contract <laughs> amendment. Yeah, yeah, we could. You know, again, we have we have some flexibility. Sorry, I was just adding some of these changes in right now, so we can. Kind of off, but um, I mean, I would be shocked if it would cost twelve thousand dollars a year in fees for an HSA that uh, we might not even be putting twelve thousand dollars into it. I think so, the most costly is when they set up the group, but that's I don't know if you know for sure. I, I don't, yeah, I think that's when just setting it up, but I know you have to be at a certain vesting level to. For, you, know, you mean fund funding level? Yeah. For... We don't know that one either, right? We're at eighty percent last thing. That was like ten years ago. Eighty <laughs> percent of what? Funded. That's not all the groups. And the price was. We don't know. It's just. I mean, okay. that's the investments and everything and funding. That was fun, funding our pension liability that gotcha. we did. It probably was seven years ago. Wasn't yeah, it? It was, it's been, it's been or, it was right when you got on council. That oh, yeah, paid yeah, it yeah, up yeah, yeah. to get it to eighty percent. Yep, yep, yep. No, no, we were going for we were going for more than the eighty percent, and we had it up there, and then they changed then the they way changed, they, right, yeah. they, they the way they changed their um, actuarial, and they brought us down. So let's say you are. Um, why don't we just throw something out there like a thousand dollar annual and it's less than a thousand dollar annual or if it's more than that, then we remove it. Thousand dollars is the max is a thousand dollars an annual. And the max monthly. Well, I'm saying annual, so yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting no, I'm, I'm yeah, because I had to kick in for a second. <laughs> <laughs> talking to myself. I mean, I guess I'm, I'm. That's not a lot, I guess. Oh. So, so if we need to revisit it, that would mean we need to revisit at the our study session. Or, or, so I, I, well, or is it like, Sue, um, so Sue, I, it sounds like what council is proposing is they are in agreement with the vesting. So as long as it doesn't exceed a thousand dollars in cost, uh, if, if it were to exceed a thousand dollars in cost, would you be interested in cost sharing or revisiting that provision of your contract? So if, if it's an annual cost, I understand where you're coming from. If it's a one-time cost to set it up and it's $2,500, is that something that, you know, you're comfortable with um, or a portion of that is taken from me as well as far as being able to um, have that vesting completed um, and do part of that cost sharing, uh, maybe an 80-20 split, split, split or a 70-30 split. Um, you know, but that would be something that um, would help alleviate some of the cost to the city. Um, but then it's something that um, 
is in place and it's just another thing to, to put out there for you. So it's actually two things. It should be $1,000 um, max per year is annual. And then what's going to be the max if it's just a one-time charge to set it up? What is that going to be? I would say 2,500 somewhere in the middle. Yeah. So not to exceed $2,500 if it's a one-time yeah, fee one and set up is included in that and then $1,000 per year. And are you agreeing to cost share for the one time? Or, yes. okay, and she's agreeing to cost share. And that was the 80-20 split, or we don't? 80-20 no, or 70-30. 70, 70, 70, 70. 70. Okay. Split the difference, 75-25. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And what else? And health care. Mm -hmm. I think that's it. Nope. Oh, just health care is it? No, I think we've already resolved the health care issue. She's not she's declining coverage, correct? Yeah, I'm not going to have coverage through you, but my suggestion was if something did happen. Um... Right, there was discussion. Yeah, we were to cut your salary or we yeah. renegotiate your whole contract or whatever. So. But she's saying she doesn't want it in the contract. She's saying she wants to be able to, when that time happens, she wants us should to. Should that time happen? Should yeah, should that. Happen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm so I, sorry. again, I, I don't think. No. Again, he's trying to inject himself into your relationship. <laughs> uh, I think should shouldn't that event unfold or occur that it needs to be revisited? I think at that time, but what she's asking is instead of just putting it into the contract that we're going to renegotiate her contract, just leave it out of the contract and then address it at that point. Did we put it in the contract? I thought we just answered that as a question saying that. No, we did happened. We did not right. put that in the contract, right. so, but so we should it was it. something that was discussed. So I think yeah. just clearing that up and everyone have the same understanding that it's not going to be in the contract. And what Sue's saying is hopefully the value that she brings and adds to the city, it won't be an issue that um, creates an issue. Right. Okay. okay, what was it? We did our three? We did all three. Okay. And what would be next? Uh, wrap up the no, well, we have with, to with, close with, out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So is there a contract that you will? Um, yeah, you can go to So should she should she stay or can she leave? She's gonna stay for the whole meeting. She's gonna okay. I'd like to stay for both. Oh, if they're public meetings, unless yeah. you're uncomfortable no. with. No, the you can stay. I'll pick which side you want to sit on over here. Yeah. Over there. Oh, we'll give you a packet. Yeah, so I'll um, get you going. Thank you for coming. Um, I appreciate it. Thank you. I, I appreciate the opportunity and I, I really do look forward to working with all of you. So thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, so next what we have is the uh, draft ethics ordinance. And there was uh, something that was addition to it. No, actually, um, I, and that was me just going through my emails, um, catching off 
uh, catching up from being off on Friday, I uh, received uh, Scott's email with those rules and procedures. I knew they were in the electronic version of the agenda, so I wasn't, um, at that point when I sent it, I wasn't aware that you all received printed copies. So um, it was updated into the electronic packet, but that's nothing new. Fairly long, but I'll let the attorney take the lead on the latest version of the draft ethics ordinance and update our rules and procedures. So kind of you. Um, all right, so yeah, we did. Uh, this was based off the I can't remember how long. last month we met and discussed this. Um, we incorporated some of the suggestions and changes that we discussed. I just wanted to put them together and, and bring it back to the study session. If uh, there's anything that anyone wants to add or change or um, discuss more now, future date, whenever. Well, I think since we have a new city administrator coming up shortly, I would like her to review this and see if she has anything she'd like to add or subtract or amend. Yeah, do it with us, I agree. She might have some in, well, you know, input from her experience as well, and she might like to see some things in here. That's, we can do that. Where that item eight is is uh, where where we link it to the procedures. Is that correct? Yeah. So I didn't. Um, no, it's not. Um, there was a yeah, because the city officials and employees shall perform their duties in accordance with the processes and rules of order established by city council governing blah blah blah. And then this one was the other document was the rules of procedure in order. Yeah, I thought I had, you know, I actually did. I took that. You're right. That is a H is where it's at. I had in there reference to the E5-116. But I took that out because that's the other document that you have this evening, which has been updated. So you're correct. That is that is the reference to the the resolution establishing the rules and procedures. So you're saying rules and procedures go um, so before. Yeah, it's a sep the rules and procedure is a separate document. Resol that's a re right. uh, resolution, standing resolution. The one that currently um, council is operating under is from 1985. It hasn't right. been updated. That's what that's what Susie had sent out earlier today. This is kind of difficult to read too. Um, yeah. Oh, was it 
How did it get printed? Oh, it printed with track changes. Yeah, yeah, I think you just need to turn it off. Yeah, I think you turn it off. Yeah. I Yeah, Scott, let's look 4 5, section A. I, I know we talked about this for a while. I just don't remember where we landed. So, we, we did land on a, on a public board with no council input. Is that the way we decided on that for? Which one are you for Rules and procedure, or are you in? Which one? Uh, compliance and enforcement. 4 5. Thank you. And then, which section? Are we just ignoring Barb's recommendations? Go ahead. Apparently. No, I mean, she can still get input, but we can still talk about it. I mean, I want her input too. But I mean, we can't talk about it now. Right? It's, it's a draft. Right. We're, not, we're, not, we're not approving it tonight. Okay, go ahead. Or the E. Yeah, that's what we had discussed last time having a, a board that didn't include council members, especially yeah. if it was council members that were subject to the uh, ethic ordinance violation. And uh, my recollection was that we had discussed appointing the same way we afford appoint other committees that it's a mayor appointment with council confirmation. You can remember exactly what we did on that. And again, this is a working document, so this is not the last time you'll see it. And you know, Sue can put it, take a look at it, put a set of eyes on it, and if she has some changes or suggestions, we can incorporate those. All right, so we're going to go through it then. It's whatever the preference of the council is. Was there anything else that um, anyone's had questions about? Page four under confidential information. It's an opinion about uh, shall neither disclose nor divulge to an unauthorized person confidential information acquired in the course of their duties in advance of the time prescribed for its authorized release to the public without proper legal authorization. What does that mean? So if there was something that was discussed during a closed session, settlement, uh, litigation settlement, or um, any, anything that could be discussed in a, in a closed session, if it was to be discussed or disclosed outside of that closed session, that would be a violation. Okay. Uh, then... It, and, and I think we, and I, I didn't say it last time, the reason, because la oh, this did happen, we had uh, litigation going with the city where somehow something we discussed at a closed session of city council was presented to the defendant or the plaintiff in that case prior to my ever discussing it with their attorney. So they, somebody from council had contacted their representative and divulged to them what our, our settlement strategy for that case was. Um, we don't want to do that. In page uh, section half, use of city property and resources, an official or employee shall not use or permit others to use any property owned by the city for profit or personal convenience or benefit itself. Um, there are some exceptions, but does that cover use of community facilities and things like that? Yeah, that so that would be any. I mean, if 
I know there's been some talk about offering discounts on the community room to, to council members or staff, or we had, at one point had talked about um, issuing community credits for groups that community benefit groups. I don't know that that was ever implemented, but if it was something that was not available to the general public on the same terms and conditions, then it, it shouldn't be available to the council members. Or to or to permit others to use it. Okay. Okay, Correct. thank you. Any other uh, questions or clarification that we need it? Look at some of the rules of order and procedure. Um, so you're on the other. Yeah, if, if, okay. If you want to stay on this document, that's fine. That means no, I mean, it's stuff. fine just, to, just so we can get through it. Yeah, oh. Scott. Oh. Um, we, we, can we come back? Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Let's finish the one back. Yeah, I think the bounce back. Let's stay on the one document. Um, on page five, six, and six, food or refreshments not exceeding $100 per person and value on a single calendar day provided that the food or refreshments that are consumed on the calendar to meet the purchase or prepare or cater. For the purposes of this section, cater means food or refreshments, blah, blah, blah. $100 per person on a single day, that seems excessive. Well, we weren't feeding nobody anyway. That's all we were done. So this is that that is uh, accepted oh, permitted. That is an exception to the uh, prohibition against city officials or employees receiving or accepting gifts from any source, except if it's a less than a hundred dollars worth of food or drink on any excuse me on any particular day. I mean that we could change that amount. Um, that's just what we had used in, in that other community. So. I mean, that kind of covers anything around here. Yeah. I thought we had talked about lowering it, but then didn't Leanne come up with a couple instances where she's kind of convinced us to go back, leave it at 100? Or am I thinking of a different provision? Um, I don't <clears throat> I don't recall, and I didn't have any notes on the dollar amount changing or something. Okay, so that one and then eight intergovernmental and intergovernmental gifts for the purpose of this section. Intergovernmental gift means any gift given to an official or employee from another official or employee of the city. And intergovernmental gift means any gift given to an official or employee by an official or employee of another governmental entity. What um, what would that cover? So that would that would, again, these are exceptions. So the city of Southfield sent um, Southfield City Council sent over uh, holiday gift basket or something for the city council that would not be a violation and you could accept that that gift from another governmental entity and can can city money be spent on things like that city money um public funds should not be spent for anything not used for public but so i guess that's a bad example but um sometimes consultants donate things to right. governments and they re-gift them so if you were to receive something um, that you know perhaps they didn't want, to, or, or I, I'm not really sure, but it's probably a bad example. But um, yeah, if there was something to come from another community, could be a credit to Southfield uh, Parks and Rec program or something like that of that nature. Not necessarily uh, something that's been purchased, but it could also be a service or an opportunity. Okay. 
and any item or items from any one prohibited source during any calendar year having a cumulative total value of less than $100. Why would we be able to accept anything from a prohibited source? Well, that, that again, that would be, um, again, any outside uh, consultant or something were to purchase dinner uh, for the council, you know, take you out to dinner or something like that, uh, then that would be included in that. That's the one we were talking about, where she suggested leaving it at 100, I think. That was one person here, I think. Any other questions with this particular document? Uh, respect for process, page five, section H, respect for process, over to the next. Well, it says, city officials and employees shall perform their duties in accordance with the processes and rules of order established by city council, governing the deliberation of public policy issues. Meaningful involvement of the public and implementations of the decisions by city staff. I don't think that we have options for meaningful involvement of the public. So, I mean, people can come and speak for two minutes or three minutes and not get an answer. There isn't meaningful involvement of the public. So, We haven't had it uh, recently, but we have in the past had uh, less than meaningful involvement of the public. Um, some individuals will come and make statements during public comment that um, are not necessarily things that this body would take up or have any control over um, or something that might be contrary to what uh, is in the best interest of the city. They may come and express that opinion. So um, again, just because it someone addresses it doesn't necessarily mean it has to be um, action has to be taken so some items sometimes people just want to get something off their chest or make a position statement well I, I get that but we should have meaningful involvement in the public we don't so please I don't know if that should be in there since that doesn't happen and then conduct of pub, uh, public meetings, um, section I, city officials and employees participating in public meetings shall prepare themselves for public issues. Um, but that's a little difficult to do sometimes when information is delivered so late. So, Again, I want to make sure that these things that are in here are things that can be followed and enforced. So there is a the in the next document there is a reference to the timing and the in the distribution of those documents and the the um, resolution on council procedures and and it is at the suggestion of council the Thursday prior to the Monday that information be provided. Right, but that's in place right now and that's not followed.
um, page seven, section E, upon acquiring reasonable suspicion of a violation of the ethics ordinance by complaint of otherwise, the city mayor shall set for any two council members who require the setting of a public hearing at a regular special meeting of the city council to determine whether a violation of the ethics ordinance occurred. The public hearing shall be conducted before a three-member ethics board, which shall render a decision in the matter. The mayor shall appoint the board members. He shall be qualified elector from the city after submission and consideration of applications. Such appointments shall then be approved by a majority vote of city council. In complaints alleging a violation of this chapter by a member of the council, that member shall not take part in any proceedings related to the complaint as a city council member. Um, why is the mayor appointing board members and not the whole city council? Because that's how all um, members of commissions and boards have are have been and are currently appointed. Um, mayor appointment, council confirmation. I, says, I, I thought it's recommend recommendation by the mayor, not mayor shall appoint. No, it's mayor appoints, council confirms. Some of the committees are recommendation, and then city council approves the recommendation. Okay. Um, a recommendation of appointment and confirmation or an appointment and a confirmation is the same thing but we can we can add the word recommend if you'd like recommending and appointing are the same thing if it's subject to confirmation where else is the recommendation going to come from it's still the decision of city council as a body it's just the mayor is the one making the recommendation or making the appointment either way it's one individual coming from the mayor well in this case three That's it for that section. Okay, we're moving on to the um, rules of order and procedure. Yes, got the over section seven, please. Okay, so this was, um, I know we had talked about a, a flow chart. I didn't know how to make a flow chart, so I just wrote it out. The um, so there's different. Um, and I tried to keep it as general as possible. When the when city council members receive a correspondence, I mean, I could just read it. Uh, probably easiest way to do it. So, the city administrator and mayor are delegated the responsibility of handling all correspondence. Under this system, only those correspondence which necessarily requires council's decision on policy will be brought before council meetings. That means if someone says, "Hey, my trash hasn't been picked up this week. What's going on?" That's not a correspondence that necessarily needs to be addressed by city council. It's something that is a, a function of the administration and can be handled administratively. That type of a correspondence would just be included in um, an administrator report or uh, general communications that, that would be included in the consent agenda. So basically the distinction there is, is essentially something that we will or could likely deliberate upon. Correct. Again, the function of council is to set the policy for the city and the administration is to implement that policy. The correspondence received by all council members via email, which require council decision on a policy should be acknowledged by the mayor. And these are, this is done to avoid a potential OMA violation. So if, it, if it's sent to everyone on council, only the mayor should respond within a reasonable time frame 
and then it should be transmitted to the city administrator for inclusion on the next regular agenda so that that issue can be discussed, whatever that issue may be, at an open meeting with the full body of council, not via email. Right. Two, two, two comments on that. One, one is I think you should add the word uh, respond to only by the mayor. Okay. And then the other question I have is um, where it says correspondence received by all council members. Should that be all council members or should that be three or more council members? It should be three or more. Yeah. And those same two comments would also apply to the last paragraph as well. That's really stifling our ability to fulfill our oath of office and to work with residents. The Open Meetings Act is? I'm sorry? The Open Meetings Act is stifling? No, I'm not talking about the Open Meetings Act. I'm talking about any things uh, if correspondence is sent to all members. Can't respond officially, but we can talk to our constituents. You can, but just don't talk to them through an email with everybody on it or in response to an email chain with everybody on it. And the other the other reason for that is because one individual council member does not direct the policy of the city. So if one council member may have a different opinion on how that policy may carry out and they go and convey that to this to a resident, then that resident may have an expectation that this is what's going to happen and that may not be the reality of what happened. So that's why it's important if it's an issue that's going to come before council no one individual council person should be speaking for the entire council until the entire council has spoken. Well, yeah, shouldn't be speaking for the entire council, but you can certainly speak as an individual. Again, that's, that, there's no point well, of so, even sitting up here. Well, that's so that's more of where if you receive an, an or a correspondence or you follow up with an individual, but not uh, not reply all, and especially not. Uh, to that resident with all the members of council oh, oh. or more than three. I'm, I'm not sure that that's clear in here. How would you, how would you suggest well, making that clear? respond at all in any way. So I don't know if you just put in there. Yeah. Uh, respond as the spokesperson of, of the council. But the other reason why we put this in place, because I remember back when, when I first got in council five years ago, we had situations where we would get an uh, email and then you know three different council people answer and they're all saying different things. Right. That's exactly and, and part of that's what I just explained. It. Right. It, well, it's yeah, it's similar, but, which is why it's, I think it makes sense only for what we've been doing at least the last three years was, you know, we funnel our comments to the mayor and the mayor responds. Because again, the responses to policy issues should, are never decided or determined through email. Right. It's something that it needs to be addressed. It needs to be provided to the administration so that the administration can uh, put it on an agenda or consult with an appropriate consultant. If it's a, a building official issue or if it's a, an attorney issue, if it's a planner issue, they can then direct it to the appropriate individual or department and then 
bring it back before council to have a prepared discussion about that issue and then council can make a policy decision but again if it's something a day-to-day -day type operation thing i mean that's that's something that send it to the attention of the administration and let them handle it it's not it's really not for council's involvement and council shouldn't be and that's you know one of the areas that we are trying to tighten up and, and keep council focused on their role administration focused on their role so that there's a healthy separation between the two um, and less of the council involved in the day-to-day -day. but some councils have different well that's why rules. we're doing this that's what? that's what this is for so that the same rules apply to all council members i'm talking about the day-to-day -day involvement i guess i i'm not following what you're what you're inferring well there's some people that are involved in a lot of the day-to-day -day and other decision making and everything doesn't come before the whole council so that's where uh, again i'm going to need you to give me an example of what you're talking about um infrastructure maybe water issues those kind of things so there's an infrastructure committee that's made recommendations to city council again no 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 there's a lot of things that go on um, you know meetings and all those kind of things so those are subcommittee meetings oh, i don't think it's full committee meetings but What else? Yeah. Anything else on the order and procedures? Does uh, social media would that be in a? We have a social media, social media policy. Yeah, as opposed to another order procedure. And we could reference that in here. Yeah. If I didn't, I thought I did, but maybe not. I didn't see Actually, it. no, I didn't on this one. You said that would go under for the correspondence also. What you needed? Uh, no, I was just asking if it was in here anywhere, it should be referenced. At least I'm sure exactly where it would go. I'll find a spot. <laughs> I have a question about um, 13 quorum. Three of the council members elected shall constitute a quorum. We've had a few instances where there were um, only three people here, and I guess two voted yes on something, one voted no. Does that fit the? So that doesn't. Uh, for a for an ordinance, I mean, in fact, that's why the um, electric vehicle charging ordinance second reading is on tonight's agenda because when it was up for second reading, it was a two to one vote, but there were only three council members present, so there wasn't a quorum of all co elected council members. So that ordinance did not pass. There are certain types of uh, expenditure type funds uh, motions that require a majority, but um, in, in no situation can it just be a two to one. Uh, for an ordinance. Just an ordinance? Yeah. 
Yeah, there were resolutions that night that were passed at two to one. Correct. Anything else with them for this? So what was uh Scott, do you know what would be your wording for the social media one? Or it would just be a reference to this the city's current social media policy that's part of the employee handbook. Or I think it's a that's an appendix to the employee handbook. So let me ask you this. So say if I was to post like a flyer on, on my Facebook page, right? And residents start talking in the chat, what does that mean for Lakewood Village? Um, it, it really, I mean, again, the, it, it's a hard separation of, of, you know, being a, a, just a resident and then being a council person, it's hard to take that hat off and interchange. Right. You're always viewed in the eyes of your actions are, is that of a council person once you uh, are elected to that position. Doesn't mean you can't have a, a life and post stuff on your social media. Um, it just, it's really geared more towards uh, really preventing open meeting violations and, and FOIA um, backing up issues so that uh, council doesn't as a quorum or start participating in a discussion. And it is easier to do on, on things if, if people are commenting or weighing in on it. Now, if it's a, you know, if it's a picture of you at the Tigers game and council members are coming at that, that's not a big deal. It's, if it's an issue, again, an issue on policy or something that's going to come before council, that's where where you have to be extra cautious. Um, the city does not back up, and we've talked about this before. This the the biggest group in the city is the, the villagers page, which is not a city authorized, supported, created page. Uh, in fact, I don't think the city is even active on it any longer. Um, and that's because if the city were to comment or participate on that, all of those comments, everything has to be archived and then maintained so that should should the city receive a FOIA request with respect to a comment that the city made or that the city received on one of their posts, they would then have to provide that information. So that was a considerable cost from, because initially when I think three years ago, the, the city was going to monitor and um, participate in some of those discussions on that. And then when we looked into the cost of it, it was significant. So I think we started and what ended up happening was the vo it was volume-based. Yeah, the fee, fee structure was volume-based. And what we saw the volume was we were getting, especially around the 2019 election. We quickly exceeded the capacity. So, that's the full. Thank you, Scott. Is there any other questions for the, um, for the staff members? Hearing none, we'll move on to the fiscal year 2022-2023 budget. Yes, Mayor. Um, today or tonight, you will be brought to the budget to um, be approved on the regular council meeting. Um, I have put the budget together the best um, that I could. Um, I'm sure there will be some changes made once a new city administrator comes on. We'll be doing those by budget amendments and that. But we have brought, I have brought it down from the 800000 to 171000 units with an object funding. 
So I have done my due diligence to try to get down as low as I could. <laughs> If anybody has any questions about anything on the budget or that they would like to talk about, or I just have a question, Pam. You sent this um, employee wages page. Yes, that was set to um, Yeah, um, Scott for public safety. He did list all names. I'm just wondering if you could tell me who who these people. I know you're the treasurer, city administrator would be Sue. Account clerk. We don't that? have one right at this time. City clerk. That we do not have one at that time. We have an acting city clerk, which is Kelda. Customer that, service. That is Jacqueline, our front counter person. Uh, manager, com, and econ. That is um, Susie Step. Governor operation. That is Kelda's current position. Special projects. That is Brittany for the BDA. Code enforcement. That is um, Ben Rowney. And accounts payable water yes. is okay. So you've been operating. Oh, and rec part time that wasn't even included on there. That's at the bottom. Then we don't have rec person at this time. Oh, director. Oh, you're calling yep, them director. a director. Okay. Any other questions for the budget? We also have it on our meeting, so we can talk about it at that time, too. Nothing. Okay. Next up is the senior luncheon, Purple Door Tea Room. Um, yeah. Uh, we need to go come to and ask about Purple Door Tea Room Um, So let's just brief memo together. Uh, this is something that had been advertised in the winter edition of the Yorktown um, and uh, the previous uh, DDA special projects manager was um, taking on some of those parks and rec duties, which included uh, coordinating uh, senior outings um, and doing, uh, they were generally doing, trying to do uh, luncheons quarterly. Um, and so this is, like I said, been in the Yorktown, a uh, date to be determined in April, um, and Ms. Uh, Deloach had contacted me and really, um, and, and had asked me if we were still going to hold the event and she knew, um, how understaffed we were. And I told her that that was my primary concern that I wasn't able to, um, coordinate this. And this was, uh, before we had, before I hired the new, uh, before I hired Brittany. And um, so she offered to organize and coordinate, um, and I was responsible for finding our driver. So um, Roger Lynn volunteered his time to do that. Uh, we ended up having uh, five attendees. There was a cost of $5 for the bus. Um, once we were there, um, you know, having some conversation, I did uh, reach out to Sam find out what exactly, um, what kind of budget we may have in the Parks and Rec um, for senior specific events. Uh, we had, I believe it was approximately $800 um, that had not been touched. Um, so I made the decision to cover that expense from the Parks and Rec budget for our seniors. Thank you. And that cost was $222.60. And participants all paid for the tip. Thank you. 
Any discussion? Yeah, I have some questions. Because um, it said meal is self-pay. So I'm wondering why the decision was made to pay for everyone's lunch when five of the people who were not all late were told the residents. Um, I, you know, so what? There might have been $800 there. We have a deficit in our budget. So, um, you know, perhaps if you had uh, advertised free lunch, we would have had a lot more people. I mean, I don't, um, that kind of decision making is, is arbitrary and, and seems reckless to me. You're spending resident and taxpayer dollars on. On a senior luncheon that was advertised. It's not a to senior all luncheon. Sorry. Right. So, come on, come on. We, we, I'm with the LB diners who spent two to be civil. And purple door chiefs. Sorry. Excuse me. I said just to be civil and don't have to yell at her. You're welcome. Again, it was by people who majority were not residents. So, but those senior luncheons, we do. If we had the person here, they usually would go to the CDBG and we would get the money back through the CDBG. And they do not have to be um, late for residence to get money back through the CDBG, which we do have money sitting there. Which is the CDGB money that we're going to do Southfield or something? No, that, that is transportation. That is smart transportation. It's totally different than CDBG. That's community block grant developed our block grant. And that's what was used to purchase some that were used to purchase the land in the past? No, those are smart credits. You're confusing programs. All of that the money was the van. Seven thousand. The van was through the smart money. Yep. And it was some of the CDBG. Thank you. But that was the van. That's the van's not the same. But we every year the council has to decide how they're going to do the funds. When the CDBG money, when um, it has to be divided amongst different things, most of the time the um, council will put it to the senior citizens and it, for programs or for luncheons or anything. And then we have to turn in the receipts to them and everything. Well, I would just like to request that there be a little additional thought and planning going into some things like that. I know it's only $222, but a really big deal was made about $300 loss on the breakfast with the bunny. So, um, you know, every penny counts and uh, instead of just making decisions on spur of the moment that benefit a few people um, as opposed to, uh, you know, other residents or all residents, um, I think, Talk about MML training. Is there training on requirements regarding spending resident so, and tax um, Is this still on? Is this still about the senior? Excuse me. Well, it's that, is, this, is this still? No. Expenditures greater than $5,000 require approval of council. Thank you. And if we're going to stay stick to our agenda, is there something else about the purple door to you? Yeah. That, that's just, I don't, I don't think that that kind of decision making is, is okay. Okay. So I'm not sure if there's anything that we can put in place. Okay. Thank you. Is there anyone else that has anything about the purple door tea room? Okay. Hearing none, we're going to go to public comment. Mayor, can I yes. um can I add E to this for this um, Michigan homeowners assistance? Oh yes, 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 yes. Um, today the um, water billing clerk Lennis gave me this um agreement, a participation agreement. It's the Michigan Homeowners Assistance Fund. 
um, Michigan okay. State Housing Development Authority provider participation agreement. And I would like to have this put onto the council um, packet today for the regular meeting. Michigan has created a federally funded program under its Michigan Homeowners Assistance Fund program, and it has it's established for financial hardship associated with the coronavirus pandemic by um, providing funding to eligible entities, and it's um, to help the residents that have had trouble financially to help them with their water bills. Um, so I would like to have this on. We have had about six um, residents contact us within the last week for this. And um, I thought that this was kind of important since it is to benefit our residents that are having a hardship to put this on the agenda for tonight. Um, I did not want to hold off until our next meeting in July. So I want to bring this to your attention. And if anybody has any questions about it, I would be happy to answer them. And would it go into effect? Uh, as soon as we get the um, agreement, they get it, and they've got to give us a number for the residents so that they can um, sign up with the number. Okay. So probably within about two days. Okay. Where is the section that addresses water? I have not, I do not know where the sets of the section or the part of where water is, but I do know it is the water. Specifically, calling for water, and we have talked to the Mishta on it, and Mishta has told them that they have in the city to get a number for them. Yeah. Second, whereas it does describe the, does describe it. For the purpose of preventing homeowner mortgages, delinquencies, defaults, foreclosures, loss of utilities, or home energy services, and displacement, displacement of qualified homeowners um, experiencing financial hardship after January 21st, 2020, through qualified expenses related to mortgages and housing benefit of those homeowners. So, um, utilities were Yeah, utilities were Yeah. So this is for someone who is uh they have to qualify by like that. utilities are going to be shut off because they haven't paid their water. Okay. So we can add that. Um someone just has to make a motion. Um you got it. Okay. You're welcome. Um, is there any public comments? Speakers are limited to three minutes. Anyone um in the audience here? No one and anyone online that would like to speak, you can raise your hand. And again, you have three minutes in this, uh, this commentary. Um, I did receive a uh, public comment. Does anybody that has their hand raised? No. Says, my name is Elaine Mantinen. I am a resident whose daughter just finished her second year at McIntyre Elementary in Southfield Public Schools. I have been involved with trying to improve the relationship between the city and the school district since my daughter was in preschool. I worked, worked with school employees, city staff, and the previous city council liaison for the school district to work or, on improvements for several years. I've asked Councilman, council person Miller publicly in meetings and also via email about her progress as Southfield Public Schools liaison for months. She is either unwilling or unable to provide a single detail about anything she has accomplished during her time as SPS liaison 
or plans to accomplish in the future. Her email replies to me have consistently been insulting and offensive. For example, when I expressed the concerns about the lack of maintenance of the paths to the school during icy winter conditions, Council Person Miller accused me of requesting special treatment for my kids, in addition to being an inappropriate response from an elected official to the residents they were elected to represent, this is absolutely absurd. A safe path to school is not a special privilege and my kids are not the only ones who use that path to school. Councilperson Miller has consistently made it clear that she's not here to represent all residents, but rather only the ones she likes. She has also shown a clear unwillingness to fulfill her role as SPS liaison. How in the world is it honestly allowed that a council person can respond to a resident's concern with insults? How can we allow someone to hold a position with no accountability who, when asked about her progress, has absolutely nothing to share? I asked Councilperson Kinez about her position as recreation liaison, and she facilitated a meeting with the Recreation Advisory Committee and city staff, and we planned two trivia nights for the fall. If anyone asks Mayor Pro Tim Cantor about the Infrastructure Committee, he will talk to them for hours on end. Can you imagine the outrage if instead he just replied, I don't like you, like Councilperson Miller has tendency to do? We cannot continue to allow this if we want to move our city forward. I would like to see another council person who's willing to do the work to fill this position. Thank you, uh, Elaine. Oh, no, thank you. I'm going to say Anyone raise their hands for comment? No, ma'am. Okay. Moving to mayor and council comments. Um, one thing that was uh, brought to my attention is that the South Philanthrop Optimist Club is looking for a representative from uh, our board or from the council. Um, <laughs> just in case someone's in here who hasn't been accepted to a board or put on the board yet. Um, so just let me know so I can get back with Cheryl um, Timms to um, let her know about that. Um, and of course, oh God, today is only Monday. I was going to say tomorrow, Wednesday the concert start, which is um, extremely exciting. And I know that uh, we've had some discussion of what you can pass out there. Remember that the park is, is a public park, you know, um, and the residents uh, pay taxes for it. So um, I don't think that we necessarily can stop anyone, um, but I would just suggest not to be intrusive and, you know, I guess walking in front of some of the concert goers or being disruptive. That's all I have. Any other council person? Yes, extremely interesting uh, comment from Mrs. Nantana because our last exchange was on May 19th and I thought we had a very good uh, communication back and forth. She thanked me for my email. She was glad to hear we were in agreement that the marketing could be better. There were multiple things that we had talked about. Um, I told her that I had spent several hours in a focus group with the school district um, talking about some of the issues with the community and some things that residents were looking for. I reached out to the McIntyre principal and she told me that she um, is retiring. So um, I again reached out to her and I have not heard back. So it was a little difficult to make um, any plans when the leader of the building uh, won't be there. So again, I'm quite surprised at that, at that communication because I thought that we were in a good place. Uh, also, um, I was just wondering what's happening with the sidewalk program. I know several months ago, the sidewalks were marked. Uh, now all of a sudden I have marks on my driveway. And so I'm not sure it appeared in the last couple of days. 
I'm not sure what's um, what's happening. I thought the plan was in place and the statements were sent out. Hi, estimates were sent out. Um, the sidewalk replacement, year two of the sidewalk replacement program um, will begin. I mean, technically it's already began in the DDA, um, but they will be um, really beginning work on year two, um, probably after the 4th of July holiday. Okay, so why are these things being marked late now? It's, in many cases, we have them remarked with some that is water-soluble paint, so. No, they, um, they were not marked, so it wasn't a remark, so it's a new mark. And I thought something else was being done on our street that interfered, or on our block that interfered with the paving of it, so I was. I would have to look into that specifically okay. to find out what the markings on your driveway are. Um, if they are they, if they're just sidewalk flags or if it's the actual approach, um, those are different things. So I can look into that. Yeah, so I had a conversation with the uh, um, engineer. I bumped into him while he was out marking, while he was out remarking, and he had indicated that there have been several instances where um, things were either not noticed or were not consistent with the, what do you call the reports that you guys have? The IDRs. The IDRs that weren't consistent with the IDRs, so they, they marked them to make sure that they were consistent with the reports that they had. Um, and then the work that you're referring to in terms of the paving, that's that's the water main. You guys, uh, you, I think, believe your street is, is getting a water main next year, uh, and then the paving will either be at the end of that year or the following year. <laughs> There's but that the doesn't have anything to do with the sidewalk. Does sidewalk it, it doesn't impact the driveway. Are yours just sidewalk flats or is it the No, I have no, I replaced all my sidewalks the last time. I, I did I'm that just thinking about your mark, the markings that you're referring to. Are they in, are they sidewalk flags or are they, is it your approach? It's the approach. Okay. Is your culvert paving up through, through your job? Is it doing what? Is it, is it heaving? I don't know. I don't have any problems with flooding or anything. I don't know. I'll look into it. So I'm, I'm assuming I'm not the only one then if they were going back around doing. Well, if it's things. your approach, that's different. Um, and that, that's my thing. I will have to look into that. Okay. And if it is the approach, how is that, how is that handled? It would depend on the program. That's a, if it if it is if your culvert is found to be non-compliant, which in the vast majority of cases is when it's heating, then it is your responsibility, financial responsibility, to replace have that culvert replaced. Um, most of the time, um, we have been doing the ditch and culvert replacements um, in conjunction with paving. It may be happening in the area, but um, again, I will have to look into this. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Any other comments? Nope. Save mine for the meeting. Okay. Um, then I would uh, entertain an adjournment for, was that 15 minutes? 14 minutes? Oh, I'll, I'll do it now. Okay, so we'll do it. I thought we were over, over our time, so might as well do it now. They keep people later. Um, 
So in the past, we've had uh, past couple of years. I know Cheryl has contact when she was here has had contacted Tringali uh, on a couple of different occasions because of their zigzagging approach and blocking traffic. Um, today, I've had multiple uh, uh, issues with with Tringali three times while I was out. Um, they were doing the the Z pattern with cars stacked up on both sides. Uh, to make matters worse, what they were doing is they had a two-person crew, and they would stop. You know, they would park, block the entire road. The driver would get out of the vehicle. The driver would go in the front of the vehicle and get cans on one side. The guy in the back would go on the other side. So I mean, further even delaying the amount of time that people were in there. Um, and then I also noticed um, when they came down my street, uh, I saw on three different houses. Well, they did the same thing there as well. So that's actually the fourth time. Um, and then they, on three different houses, when they were dumping the trash, they spilled trash all over the yard. I literally saw the, the, the sanitation worker look down, look at it, put the can away, and then they drove off to the next one where it happened again and again. So I was out, out there picking up all this trash. I know um, uh, at one point the city of Southfield actually called Tringali and, um, you know, called the uh, owner in because they were having a similar issue. Uh, I was actually at that meeting when they called them in by chance. But if we need to do that, then we need to do that because it's just, it's not appropriate for them to be doing that. Didn't we have them sitting right here last no. year? I thought when we yeah, brought this that up. Wasn't, we... That wasn't, wasn't that for something else though? Wasn't that? The owner of Tringali, wasn't yeah. it? But wasn't that, a, was that about contract or? Was I thought it was about the same issue. Oh, well, then, he, then, I thought he provided us with his direct contact should we have that problem again. Right. I, I know he, he said that you're right, because then he was talking about the GPS location of the trucks and everything, but somebody needs to contact them because they, they're, they're not following the, the way that they're supposed to be working. They also, um, every Monday, they one of the people from Tringale do come into the office to find out what complaints we have for the day. Yeah. So when people are calling, we are giving them those complaints and they are going back to take care of those issues. So if you would call us today, they would yeah. probably send somebody back out there to pick up that garbage. Yeah. Okay. Well, anything else? Are you holding until? Okay. Well, then I um, will adjourn this meeting or ask for adjournment. I think it's adjourned. Adjourned.